Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Coming up. There were dozens, if not hundreds, of rounds fired this morning between our suspect and our deputies who were directing fire back at him to try to stop him from shooting at us. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. An ex-Marine is behind bars in Florida after going on a killing spree. This happened over the first weekend of September, Saturday into Sunday morning, the early hours. Uh, Reporter Malik Rankin at 10 Tampa Bay, WTSP in Tampa Bay, joins us. Malik, I, I know you were at the scene early that morning. Can you tell us what you heard about and, and what you knew as this terrible tragedy was unfolding? Yeah, so this happened in Polk County in Florida in a small town just outside of Lakeland. And I think for some context with this story, Polk County has a very low crime rate. So as we were learning information as to what this happened, what happened, and as the sheriff told us that this was a quadruple murder, I think it's pretty fair to say most of us were trying to pick up our jaws at this point because of the horrific nature of this murder, on top of the fact that this is kind of a sleepy, quiet town. So you head out to this sleepy, quiet town, and what do you see and what do you find out? When we first arrive on the scene, where this murder, these murders took place, it's about a quarter mile from Lake Gibson High School. So they have an entire road blocked off. There's a chopper in the air, and law enforcement are keeping us pretty far back. So when we first arrived, we weren't quite sure what was going on or the severity of the scene that we had arrived on. And so clearly something serious is going on, though, if you've got that much police activity and a chopper in the air. What happens next? Yeah, and I think just being out there, seeing that there were several different entities responding. We have Polk County Fire and Rescue, Lakeland Police Department, SWAT vehicles, and then, of course, Polk County Sheriff's Office. Seeing so many different entities there was kind of indicative of the fact that this wasn't just your run-of-the-mill crime scene. And when the sheriff was able to hold his first press conference there at 1030, that was when he told us this was a quadruple murder. They had a suspect that surrendered unarmed, came out with his hands in the air, and it was after killing four people, a grandmother in the home behind the main house. That's uh, the crime scene of of these murders. And in that main house, there was a mother who was shot and killed while holding her baby, a three-month-old baby, a father who was shot and killed as well, and then an 11-year-old girl who we later learned was shot at least seven times throughout her legs and told deputies on the scene that she played dead in order to not get shot at more. Oh, it's just awful. I, I can't imagine what it was like hearing 
all of that news when you, you might not have had really any idea up to that point what was what was happening? No, and I mean, even as a reporter who we deal with horrific things all of the time, when you see something and learn about a case that is just as terrible as this one, it takes your breath away. You know, we all just had to take a moment for ourselves to process what happened and then pull ourselves back together and do our job. And this all took place, you mentioned sort of one house behind the other, but it's all on one property, is that right? It is. It's all on one property. So if you're looking at the main house where three people, the husband, wife, and baby, were shot and killed, there's another house just behind it with a small yard separating the two. And what more did the sheriff tell you about what they had learned? I I know in one of his interviews or press conferences, he said that the suspect was armed for battle, uh, but he he was wearing gear and and going in, guns blazing. Yes. So as we're learning more about this case and through the more recent press conferences that have been held on this, there was surveillance video that showed this former Marine, Brian Riley, leaving his home at one in the morning, decked out in camo. They also said that they found first aid kits and blood stock kits in his truck. And the way that the sheriff's office set the scene for how they came to this crime scene is all very eerie. They said that there were glow sticks lining a pathway to the front of the house, almost as if, as the sheriff said, to lure law enforcement in. There was a truck set on fire. The sheriff said it smelled like gasoline and was clearly lit as a diversion. And they said when the suspected shooter, Brian Riley, came out, he was wearing bulletproof vests uh, that that was camo, indicating that he was prepared for what he was planning to do that night. So when law enforcement first arrived to the scene, uh, they saw Brian Riley, according to law enforcement, in, in camo, and he retreated back into the house. And he then, then a shootout did ensue between law enforcement. There were some Polk County Sheriff's deputies as well as Lakeland police officers uh, that exchanged gunfire. They say that there's over there's potentially hundreds of pounds of gunfire that was exchanged between law enforcement officers and Riley. And then after that shooting took place, they heard more gunfire in the house. And then after that point, that was when Riley came out, according to law enforcement, unarmed, surrendering himself. We just know we had a madman with a lot of guns that shot and killed innocent people. This is not near his home. He has no relationship that we're aware of to any of them. And I've seen a lot of tragedy and a lot of sadness. And there's things you can't unsee. I will never be able to unsee that mother with that deceased infant in her arms as they both lay there dead. It is a horror of the utmost magnitude. Can't understand, you know, who would do something like that to these people. But the reality of it is this nation doesn't do enough for those that are mentally ill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The obvious question is motive, or did he have know these people? What was the connection, if, if anything, if we've learned? That is the million-dollar question in this case, and... The more that law enforcement is digging, the less that they're finding it as a known connection between Brian Riley and the people that lived in that home. In the last update that I got from the Polk County Sheriff, uh, Grady Judd, he said there is zero known connection between these two people. Brian Riley doesn't even live in that town. Um, and they did say, too, there was a little bit of a backstory with what happened Saturday night. They, Brian Riley apparently went to that neighborhood, talked to the only victim that's been identified, 40-year-old Justice Gleason. He's the father in that main household, and told him, God sent me here. I need to talk to Amber. She's suicidal. And Just Gleason told him that nobody named Amber lives here. You need to leave. They continued to talk. He wouldn't leave. They threatened to call 911, and then Brian Riley left only to come back nine hours later and allegedly shot all of those people in that home. And forgive me if you mentioned, but did they call police after that first incident? They did call police. Police went to that area. They went through, tried to find a vehicle question, tried to find a person matching the description given on the 911 call. And they said they stayed in that area for about 20 minutes didn't see his car, didn't see anybody matching those descriptions, and then they left. And as far as his background, did you learn anything from the sheriff or any other sources about uh, the suspect's military career? I, I believe the sheriff even used the word survivalist in describing him. Yeah, so we know he was a former Marine. He has a clean background, and the sheriff did describe him up until the point of these murders as an American war hero. And what we do know about his military career, he was a sharpshooter, and he did tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. And so he returned from duty, and anything else we know about his personal life? So we do know Brian Riley has a girlfriend. Law enforcement has told us that she has been incredibly cooperative in their investigation and has given them some more information as to his mental state leading up to the night of these murders. She told law enforcement officers that he did suffer some with PTSD. And we do also know that he had recently worked security for a church in Orlando. Following that work event where he was doing security, he came home the night of those the quadruple murders and told his girlfriend that God was speaking to them. The sheriff's office tells us that they got into a fight that night because she tried to explain, God doesn't speak to you like that. I don't know what you're talking about. And she went to bed only to wake up the next morning and find that her boyfriend had left 
checked her phone and found his GPS location. And after seeing news reports of a quadruple murder in Lakeland, that he was just in that area. Whatever led him to do this, he's now behind bars. You have this tragic situation, and I'm sure a community reeling from this event taking place where four people are dead, including a three-month-old baby. This community, I've talked to so many neighbors in this area, friends and family and loved ones of these victims. They're all shocked, and a lot of them, too, are hoping that because right now it seems like there's no motive that they're going to be looking to the courts for this closure. They want to see him prosecuted to the fullest extent for what he did. And Brian Riley told law enforcement after his arrest that the man on the lawnmower really pissed him off, and he decided to go home and make an ops plan. And you know what that means when you make an ops plan? You kill everyone. So he told the sheriff's department, and the sheriff's department relayed to us the planning that went into this, but what still doesn't make sense and what law enforcement and detectives are still trying to figure out is while it was planned, they don't know why it was planned. Yeah, and who knows if we'll ever get an answer that could satisfy anyone, especially those who are related to or friends with or connected to the victims. Malik, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.